you know what time it is? Time for more football reaction. That's not good. Time to hear from one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think he's a bomb. I think he's an absolute bomb. Time to crack open a high noon. This is the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Oh, yeah! From the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, here's Alex Strofe. Not today, big boy sky. Jesse Nelson in for Alex Strofe today on the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN. The ESPN app in Wisconsin On Demand but it takes more than one man to fill in for the legend Alex Strofe. He's also napping as he's getting set for the guaranteed Rate Bowl ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day watch party tonight on ESPN Madison's social media platforms. We'll talk all about that coming up. But I am joined in the Park Bank ESPN Madison studios in downtown Madison just off the Capitol Square by the Badgers Outsider presented by PDS. He joins Wildey and Tausch during the football and basketball seasons. And he now joins the high noon hour ahead of the guaranteed rate bowl. Derek Blakesley in studio with me. An honor and a privilege after we just witnessed history with Brad Nortman's retirement press conference. Derek, we get to look forward more to the guaranteed rate bowl tonight. We are just nine hours and 15 minutes away <laughs> from what it <laughs> promises to be uh, the, the, the fulcrum of the shift of the new era of Wisconsin football, and I could not be more excited than to take the absolute diehards. That nine-hour off are dialed in, sitting down with their first brandy or their first Coors Light or their first whatever, or the high noon. First high, first noon, high noon, definitely a high noon and, show. And get the ball rolling. So, uh, hey, there's, there's a lot to watch in this game tonight, uh, Jesse, and uh, it's going to be really interesting, and it's going to be interesting in a way that a typical game isn't. So there, there are some very uh, compelling storylines, and I can't wait to get it rolling. Hunter Vaughn is our producer behind the glass running the show. He also produces ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day and will be producing the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day watch party coming up tonight on ESPN Madison's Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube platforms. Check us out all three places. The show will be live streaming Brad Nortman, Hunter Vaughn, Alex Strofe, Colin Russo, special appearances from Adam Mertz, and many other special guests, Manning cast style throughout the night. Derek, I'm, were you invited to join the show tonight? Uh, I'm a man of a certain age, and I'm... I am, you're going to bed. I, okay. I am electrified. You're, you're to going to bed. nine hours. Yep. When it comes to 9 to 9.15, I may be a little more muted in my... In I get out of here so and go to dinner when I, this show's on at 1 o'clock. Be, I understand. Be, there's a lot of discounts to be had anytime before 4.30, <laughs> but I will be tuning in. I, I, I love the new media take on watching sports. I think that there's a lot more folks that tend to stay home, but they're looking for connection, and I think this is a good strategy and one that's going to be um, it's going to become much more prevalent uh, as we keep moving forward in, in, in sports. But, man, I tell you, I, this morning, i got to be honest, I was a little bit reticent to be think of how late I'm going to stay up. But now, as we start coming talk, around oh, to the yeah, idea, yeah, thinking yeah. about a few things that I'm going to watch for in the game, like I can't watch for those things if I'm sleeping. So exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Hunter Vaughn on a scale of 1 to 10, where's the juice for the guaranteed rate bowl tonight? I'm at a 9 because I'm always at about a 9. That's incredible. I don't, for the Badgers. <laughs> Hunter, I don't know if that's the number that we could, but if, that, if that's where you are, that's. Just for scope, what other games were at a 9 this year for you? Just out of curiosity. I mean, week one was. 
And then okay. things kind of went downhill a little bit uh-huh. until Paul Christ. You were at got a nine boot. for Wisconsin, Illinois State on Labor yes, Day weekend. I love the Badgers. I'm going to be at a nine to start okay. the season. All right. And then things kind of went downhill a little bit after Washington State. But we started coming back up, and I'm at a nine for a bowl game. Now ask me at about 1030 when that's well past my bedtime, and that might be a little different story. Hunter Vaughn will be on board with the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day Watch Party. The fun gets started at 9 o'clock tonight, Hunter, correct? Yes. All right, awesome. Alex Strofe, Brad Nortman, Colin Russo, Hunter, Adam Mertz, and special guests in store to watch along with the Guaranteed Rate Bowl tonight, 9-15 on a Tuesday. They're kicking this thing (laughs) off in Arizona. You can watch it on ESPN and the app. You can also listen to the game tonight Right here on 100.5 ESPN, pregame coverage from ESPN Radio starts at 8.30 following a two and a half hour expanded Great Dane huddle driven by Metro Kia, which I'm also stepping in for Strofe to host tonight. Derek, you think you got a busy day. I'm going to go over to the Great Dane Hilldale tonight with Tarek Solid, Derek Engler. Rose Bowl champions. We're going to get ready for this bowl game tonight. It sounds like you've taken on quite a quite a load, workload. Have you, do you have enough fluids to keep the vocal cords uh, moistened for the... It's what happens when you get a week off last week unexpectedly. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that will happen. Well, put him to work now that he's uh, back. Well, I will say for those those listening at home, uh, Jesse has, has, has roared back out, out quite sick. I see him today. He looks fantastic. And ready to ready to meet the challenge that's ahead of him. He's 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 good to go. But a lot of programming though. A lot of programming. A lot, a lot of shows live and local till eight thirty tonight. Plus the guaranteed rate bowl takes you into the wee hours of the morning. A big day on a victory Tuesday here on ESPN Madison. Let's start as we usually do on the high noon hour with Alex Strofe. Today it's Jesse Nelson and Derek Blakesley with the three things. But these are not the three things that we're taking away from the Packers win over the Miami Dolphins. No, no. These are the three things that the Badgers outsider, Derek Blakesley, is looking forward to seeing if he's awake in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl tonight. These are the first three things. First things first. Derek Blakesley, what's your number one thing you're watching for in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl tonight? I want to know where Coach Fickle's going to stand. Where, where, where is he going to be? Where, where, where does Jim Leonard physically? Where is he in re- relative to Coach Fickle? What, what, what does that look like? That dynamic for me, and I, I guarantee you, if you want to know what the cutaway shot's going to be throughout this game, it's going to be between those two. So I am fascinated. Um, number one by the almost the professional or the social dynamics of what's happening with the, with the program and how that the optics of that look tonight. So somebody recently told me a story about when they were young and they were part of a dance team that performed at the Bradley Center at a Bucks game during like the in-between commercial entertainment. And it's like a kids group dancing halftime whatever it is. And they got done and nobody knew where to go. And so you had the dance coach on the one end of the floor calling all the kids that way and then you had the parents of the of the kid on the other side calling her that way, and she just kind of stood at midcourt, didn't know what to do, and almost started crying. Because when you're six years old, that's what you do. Your parents are telling you to go one way, your coach is telling you to go the other way. That's what I feel like the dynamic would be on the sideline tonight if Coach Fickle is down on the sidelines. Because if Jim Leonard's calling this game as he has been as the interim head coach, but you're playing for Coach Fick next year, after you come out after a drive, like aren't you going to want to like go talk to your 
actual head coach and not the guy who's going to be leaving town after today? I mean, it, it's actually a pretty spicy conversation to have. I, I'm sure it's been discussed. I mean, there, there is a there is a plan. I I think Fickle's got. I think Coach Fickle's probably got to be sitting up in the booth. I would think that's where he would want to be, right? I don't see Hunter. What do you think? I don't see him down there. Yeah, right away. I was like, he's he needs to be up in the booth because, like you said, Jesse, there's just too many weird things. And even if nothing actually happened on the sideline, the optics aren't good if he's talking to anybody during the game. Yeah, it, like let's say Miles Burkett is at quarterback at one point in this game, and he comes to the sideline after a bad pass. It is intercepted. Is he going to go talk to Jim Leonard, or if Coach Fick gives him the little, hey, come on over here, I just want to talk to you about this. Even if Coach Fickle means well, the optics are going to be like, oh, this guy's like overstepping and he's not And I guess my other question, well. too, is, guys, uh, we know we've had some of the new staff on the recruiting trail. Are they going to be there? Are they in Arizona? Uh, Longo or any of the guys? In other words, I also wouldn't, because what, what scares me is some type of shot where you know, it's not going well somehow, and we're not we're not producing. And then there's a a shot of like the the, the next administration all together up in the thing almost. And I don't like the optics of that either. So I, I don't know I, I, if there is one thing, um, the main thing that that's what I'm looking for tonight. And it it has some layers to it. So it, it's it's worth appointment viewing to to get that even the pregame to see what's happening down the field. Where will Coach Fickle stand? Is question number one in the three big things for Derek Blakesley. The Badgers outsider tonight in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. It's the high noon hour. Let's get to the second thing. The second thing. Derek Blakesley has no idea what's coming to him with all this music in between these. It's amazing. Derek, if you can focus on the second thing, what is it tonight for the Guaranteed Rate Bowl? Who? Who's playing quarterback tonight for the Badgers? Who, who are they going to trot out there first? And... And you know, to be, what is that game plan going to look like? Given given who they put out there, I I think we're hungry to see Miles Burkett, and there could be a future there for him. At the same time, you got to respect that Chase Wolf's been around a long time, and he does bring another dimension uh, on the ground that we rarely have gotten to see, as far as whatever Ingram's got in his playbook. Um, so that that is really and for for Oklahoma State, really difficult to scout and understand. There's hardly any tape. There's no tape on these guys, and I think that's an advantage for us coming into the ball game. But uh, who plays quarterback, Jesse? I would like to see Miles Burkett because, like you said, this game tonight, while it does signal the era, it signals the beginning of a new one, and you need to be able to identify if Miles Burkett is going to be part of that era or not, not only for your program but for him as well. You know, these coaches do care about these players, and they want to see them develop well. And if Coach Luke Fickle knows that Nick Evers is going to start a quarterback next year, and if he's not going to work out, then the other guy they just got to commit for the fall, he's going to be good to go. If Miles Burkett is not actually part of the future of the Wisconsin Badgers, let him put something on tape here and see if he wants to end up hitting the portal when it comes around again here in the spring, or if he wants well, to look at it to next year. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 I, I don't like not in the business of putting on promotional videos to get somebody out of our program. Jesse. But if you're what Jim Leonard... What world are you living in? If you... During this weird time of transition here over the last month, that's something that I'm sure these coaches do care about for the kids that are currently on the team and that are looking to do whatever is best for them moving forward. Ideally, as we've seen with some players who have entered the portal and come back, you hope to maintain these guys in Madison. You think that they're going to be part of the future. And I hope that's the case for Miles Burkett. I called Miles Burkett's state championship win 
last year at Camp Randall with Franklin over Sun Prairie. He looked electric in that game. He looked so good. And I saw glimpses of what I thought could be a future starting Big Ten quarterback that could help propel the Badgers' offense into the future. I hope to see more of that tonight so that he stays and gets the reins and can be the guy for the next year or so until Evers is in and ready to go. And then the recruits that are coming in following Coach Fick here for the next few years are ready to go. But Miles Burkett, I want to see it tonight because I want him to be the guy starting game one next year. Oh, that, you know, I I agree with you that Burkett, they, and I have said several times when, I, when I've appeared, the staff has always had a lot of optimism. There's been some buzz around Miles Burkett. And, of course, the, the homegrown only adds to that. Balance that out, however, with a Chase Wolf, who's been a program guy. He stayed here. He's waited his turn. He got hurt. We're definitely going to see him. We're definitely going to see him. But how? You know, I, I think there's a case to be made. You want to start with Burkett for all the reasons you just talked about. But we got to see Wolf. But I don't think you want Wolf to necessarily finish the game. So maybe it's one of those things where you're going to give a couple series to each guy and then go with the hot hand, kind of like the way we used mm. to back uh, the Moss and Fletcher days, uh, where you'd kind of. Get everybody to see if they're going to have their A game that night and then ride whoever is hot in the second half. That That's kind of my prediction now that I talk it out, like what might happen. You go back to Moss and Fletcher. I go back to Stave and McAvoy, the good old days of 2014. <laughs> Hunter, who do you want to see at quarterback tonight? I want to see Miles because he came here to play for Coach Christ, and it's not his fault that Coach Christ isn't here. That's Graham Mertz's fault. So I think if you're Jim Leonard – you help out Miles and say, you know what, get some tape out there, like Jesse said, and go out there and do it. If it was Fickle running the show completely, then he doesn't owe Miles Burkett anything, and I don't really care. But Jim Leonard might do this just because he's that type of guy to say, okay, go show you can do something. See if you can maybe go play for Northern Illinois or a Ball State. Go to a Mac school and go and light up you know, a mid-major conference. I would love to see Chase Wolf tonight. In the victory formation. Oh, you're wrong. We're, we're going to see Chase Wolf play. Let him take that kneel down, go and lift Jim Leonard no, off the no, field and no. celebrate. Yep, that's where I want to see Chase Wolf tonight. You don't want to see him in any other action. I, I, he's not part of the future of the Wisconsin Badgers football team. Yeah, but you're trying to inspire loyalty, Jesse, to some degree amongst folks that you're bringing in. When you're sitting in people's living rooms recruiting them, you want to be able to have a, a record, especially in the Midwest here, where you come here and you're loyal to our program, you're going to see some opportunities. There's no reason in a game like this that's meaningless. You can't, you completely whitewash and discount the fact that he's played all these years and put in the time for the program. You're not yeah, going to get any action in this you're game. You're rewarding that loyalty to Miles Burkett for sticking around, not entering the portal. For sticking around, he's a true freshman. Yeah. I've, dis- I've disagreed with almost everything you said. It's like the coaching staff is 50 50 on who's going to play, but now Jesse Nelson, they Chase Wolf had four years to try and earn the job. Like, he's, if he's not going to do it, like, at least see what you have in the future. He he has an opportunity in this game that's ultimately meaningless to show a little bit of what he's been working on, and he's also practiced for the last four weeks. For what? To he go, has a little to bit to out, show. To go and take a shot. Didn't you just get done telling me, Derek Blake, we're not in the business of putting film on tape for these guys to go do something else? I don't think... I don't think we're sitting there in coaches' meetings and offensive meetings with personnel talking about how we can make someone look good if they decide to go play quarterback for Bowling Green. That's not that's not happening. I don't know what world you're living in. We're going to try to win the football game, but Chase Wolf has been on the team for a reason. Look, they told Deacon Hill early in the year he wasn't going to play quarterback and to think about playing something else. 
So they are clearly not afraid to give that message to folks who are not fitting into the personnel group that they are in. Chase Wolf's not been told that. And he has a nice a nice element to his game where he can, he's mobile. And we want to see it. We've been hearing about it for a long time. He's going to get a chance tonight. I'll be shocked. Next week, I don't know what I would do, but I'd be willing to put a little scratch on the table that Chase Wolf will see some meaningful action in this game. All right. It might, it might be early, but he'll be in. We'll get back to the quarterback conversation. I want to make sure we get to the third thing here on the high noon hour. The final thing. Three. That's the magic number. Derek Blakesley, the third and final thing that you are looking forward to tonight in the guaranteed rate bowl, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. It's all about Braylon Allen. The the third thing I, uh, that really piques my interest, because I, I do believe Oklahoma State might come out of the gates playing in a certain way, but it ain't going to last. I don't, think the, I don't think the vigor is going to be there. The question is, do you want to give Braylon 20-plus carries in a game that could where he could risk any kind of injury, but he could probably run for 200 yards and three or four touchdowns. I think the potential is there for that to happen tonight, but do we want to take those risks? I'm interested to see what the mix of play calls is going to be um, because given that we have, uh, with the exception of Bordellini, he's going to be playing center, and he's played center before, we're going to have five experienced linemen and basically a, a decent front line. We should win the line of scrimmage, and so there's opportunity there. I just don't know how long we want to keep him in or how many carries and looks we want to give him. That, that's something to watch for is how badly we want to win or lose the game. I would love to see a final drive tonight similar to what we saw in the Las Vegas Bowl at 12.30 in the morning last year for the Badgers when they defeated Arizona State. They got the ball back with like nine minutes left and ran the clock out. That's Wisconsin football. Hold the lead, build the lead, sustain the lead. Not anymore, Jesse. Not anymore. You're talking like an old man in the nursing home. What We've moved on to a new era. What more fitting way to conclude the old era of Wisconsin football than a good ground and pound, 200-yard rushing, couple of touchdowns, nine-minute drive to close it out. What more fitting way would there be to close out this era of Wisconsin football than that and a bowl game victory tonight I for just, Jim Leonard. I don't see that happening. If if it is a tight game and we do it in the fourth quarter, I think we'll be scoring quickly. And I'll tell you why. There's a lot of guys that are going to make some business decisions on the back end for Oklahoma State. This is Big 12 a football team that's much different. They're not Corners are not going to be throwing their bodies around, and they're also missing some players back there. If Braylon gets to level two, in a lot of cases tonight, I think he's going to be gone or close to it. Now, the over-under is very low on this game. It's not as bad as the Iowa game, but it's low. Lower than you would ever normally see. So they're not expecting things to be very explosive, a lot of field tilting. But I just think when you got a player like Braylon Allen who's going to be healthy, and that's a big difference tonight, he comes into this game as healthy as he's been in, in probably two and a half months. He's going to be very physical. I just don't know how physical the back end of that Oklahoma State defense is going to want to be with him if he gets the opportunities out into level two, and I think he will. So it's going to be a very long night for Oklahoma State secondary, is my feeling, trying to fill on the running game. That over-under number set at 45 for tonight. 45 your total, according to the odds makers. And the line has shifted since this morning. Wisconsin opened at 3.5. It's now up to 4.5 in favor of the Badgers in the guaranteed rate poll tonight. Wonder if somebody knows something in a certain place they usually do. I was going to say, that's why the casinos are all so nice. Jesse. It's high noon hour on 100.5 ESPN. Jesse Delson, Derek Blakesley, the Badgers outsider, in for Alex Strofe today. When we come back, we'll 
continue to dive into the guaranteed rate bowl. What would you define as a success for the Wisconsin Badgers in the guaranteed rate bowl tonight and what it means for the program's future with Coach Luke Fickle set to take things over officially upon the conclusion of tonight's game? That's coming up next on the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl, 9-15 kickoff tonight for the Wisconsin Badgers and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And the more, like, 9-15 felt like it was going to be brutal when the bowl schedule came out. But the more we get closer to kickoff, the more irritating this is. Coming off of the holiday weekend, like, everybody's already drained from going to see family and doing things with the kids when they're on their winter break in between school getting back, like, this is a tough one here. Yeah, I will say this, though. There's been some bad football on TV, some bad college football. The, the, you know, I really do see the Oklahoma State-Wisconsin game as being the kickoff to an, the actual bowl season of teams that are really kind of yeah something to watch. So I feel really good about that, and I'm not entirely sure that I won't be compelled to watch uh, once I get that feeling because when I'm flipping on and, it, and it's Troy, and when I'm flipping on and it's – some game. You got East Carolina, Coastal Carolina now, tonight. I, I have always been interested in, in the career trajectory and stuff of Jerry Kill, so that New Mexico State win. I watched some you of that You were game. not dialed into the quick lane bowl yesterday, Derek. Come You're on. You were dialed into New Mexico State Bowling Green on a Monday afternoon in Detroit. First of all, I didn't go to Detroit, so that's irrelevant. <laughs> But, but you yeah. watched the bowl game that I, was in Detroit. You got to understand, there's a little something about me I don't normally throw out there in public. I have a lot of respect for Jerry Kill. Jerry Kill turns around just terrible situations into something that, and, and, and New Mexico State is not easy to win. And so I did catch a little bit of that action yesterday. But again, it's it's only <laughs> at a very it's a very visceral level. I am a true fan of athletics and sports. That's why I appear on ESPN. I don't know what you guys are, what you guys are into. Well, but I have a question, Derek. Yes. Does the fact that <laughs> I do too, but you go New first. Mexico State won that game and they finished the year seven and six. Does that make the fact that Wisconsin beat them like a quality win for the Badgers? Oh, that's a terrible question because it's not. No, know. that was not a quality win. We should. We should try I the team like that. I hosted the postgame show after that game and declared New Mexico State the worst team I have ever seen play the Wisconsin Badgers at Camp Randall Stadium. Worse than some really, really bad teams. Austin P came up here and got beat like 77 and nothing a few And they didn't years. win you a whole game. You, you thought it was just your soaring rhetoric. New Mexico State looked worse than any team I'd ever seen the Badgers yeah, play. Until Jerry Kill got a real hold on him. He started to turn him around. That, and they won seven games and won and a they bowl won game. Seven I can't games. believe they were bowl eligible, let alone won it, a bowl look, game. If you would have told me that my one hour on the high noon program here was going to be dedicated to the exaltation of one Jerry Kill, I would have told you you were crazy. But I just wanted to make the point that New Mexico State football is not what I want to watch. I want to watch Oklahoma State and Wisconsin, and then I want to I want to feel the buildup because I will tell you, now that it appears like we are serious 
about winning natties, and I haven't felt that way in a long time. I am more interested in watching Ohio State and, and, and Michigan and TCU and, and Georgia. I mean, I'm into it. And I had a friend from North Carolina at the house last night, and he told me that down in that, those parts of the country, college football is the big thing. It's not necessarily the NFL at all. And I feel that growth potential, and I balance that with the fear that we haven't put enough boundaries around the portal in some of the things. But I think if we have the attitude that this game tonight is kind of the kickoff of our new era and shutting the door on some uh, good memories with Jim Leonard, but also from a larger college football you know, perspective, this opens the floodgates to some great stuff the next five or six days. The high noon hour on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app in Wisconsin on demand. Jesse Nelson alongside the Badgers outsider Derek Blakesley. We're taking you up till 1 o'clock, then a three-hour edition of Rutledge and Hamilton till 4. Scalzo and Brust, 4 to 6. The Great Dane Huddle, driven by Metro Kia, 6 to 8.30. Live at the Hilldale location. Come on out and join us tonight. And then the Guaranteed Rate Bowl here on 100.5 ESPN, Wisconsin and Oklahoma State tonight. Head coach Luke Fickle of the Wisconsin Badgers spoke earlier this week or around the high. I don't know. Everything bleeds together. The way that it's going he probably last... speaks every day, Jesse, so it's but good. Over the last 14 days, Coach Luke Fickle said something about being the figurehead leading the Wisconsin football program into tonight's game. Let's hear what he said. Right now I'm kind of just figurehead and being a head coach and trying to keep you know, tempo going and things like that. Jim is doing a phenomenal job. He's obviously, you know, comfortable in, in running the defense and, you know, taking the situations as I sit down with him, you know, Every day, you know, once a day, every other day. I mean, just kind of, you know, hey, what, what do we see with this? Let's look at these schedules and things like that. So there's been a lot of collaboration to do things really well together. Knowing that Jim Leonard is not returning next year, Derek Blakesley, is the Wisconsin football program taking the right approach to how they're handling this bowl game with Jim Leonard operating, seeing it through to the end as the interim head coach and Coach Luke Fickle being in and around the team, getting the pulse it reminds me of when you have a change in leadership at a company and you have like somebody comes in and kind of walks through things for a few weeks with the GM so that when the GM is getting ready to leave, the other person's ready to take over and they're not seeing everything fresh for the first time. I don't mind how they're doing it. What do you make of the situation? I don't know, but I am fascinated by the idea of getting down to a campus bar and having a beer with Jim Leonard after this is over. I don't know how that can be set up. I don't know how it can be arranged. But off-the-record conversation about what his life has been like for the last month and a half, two months, because I think this is being handled in a unique way that works for the people involved, where there are big egos, there's always going to be big egos, but it doesn't seem to be getting in the way of trying to do what's best for the kids, because I think everybody realizes it's been kind of a crap year for them, the the politics of of big-time football. But, man, those what, – what are the feelings? I, I, let's talk about feelings. Hunter, do you mind? Do you mind if we talk about I'll feelings? I'll talk about my feelings. How do you think they felt walking into their first meeting, and then it kind of worked out where he's not going to be the defensive coordinator, but, and then it was probably very awkward the next couple of meetings when you're game planning. I wonder how that feeling is now, though, when they get in there and they've been working together. Is, is Jim Leonard learning a lot from Luke Fickle? Is Luke Fickle thinking, man, is Jim Leonard, maybe we should try to find are – there, are there things happening in the background when they go home and talk to their significant others and things that, of things that they think could work or that they don't work even more? Like they, maybe they hate each other. Maybe they're at each other's throats. That, 
that is the type of that that's fascinating. But I think the university's done what they can, and I, I give all credit to Mac that's made some tough decisions this year. But I think he did them at the right time, and I think he ended up on the right side of all these decisions for uh, the future of the program. Who do you think is having a tougher time with the transition period right now, Jim Leonard or Luke Fickle? Well, Luke Fickle's getting eight million a year. I bet you he's feeling pretty darn good when he goes home. <laughs> you know, Jim, Jim Leonard's going to get his though. Jim 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 doesn't need a bag. He's already got one. He's had a successful NFL career. He's re- he's revered. He's respected. He's he's going to be okay. And he would have been a great head coach here. It would have been a different path, and I think expectations would have been different. Um, because right now, with the way things are moving, and let, let's be honest, let's be honest with what's happened to TCU. We now have, we can see what's possible. And let's need I remind you, don't start setting that as the standard, though. I, no, we first year head coach comes in, turns some we things don't around, need TCs to win a natty undefeated. next year. But I think the expectation is we're going to be in those conversations pretty quickly, Jesse. I, much quicker than we would have. I would if love Leonard to be. Over. I hope you're right. I just don't want to set that as the expectation, so we're unfairly criticizing when they're eight and four next year and playing in a good bowl. Nah, game. it's not about next year, but we do need to see a change in in, in culture, and we will see that. Uh, but I'm talking into the future; the expectations are different. You know, it's been pointed out to me a couple times too. Beyond the TCU example this year, think about we we wiped the floor with Michigan when they came up here. This was what three or four years ago, and then it started to turn. The worm turned quickly. We're in that position where we've got the mojo coming in. We're seeing players consider Wisconsin, and we're not just seeing this in consideration. It's not like the Brewers. We're always in consideration with the Brewers, and then nothing happens. Bites at the apple. Yeah, we're, we're, we're taking bites at the apple, and we're starving if we're the Brewers. The Badgers are getting commitments. Now, do those stick? I don't know. But whatever the pitch is, it's attractive enough that people are staying, are coming. Is, is this going to be the first time ever in two years, potentially, where there's two four-star quarterbacks in Wisconsin's quarterback room, yeah, right. Like it has to be. You know, Mertz ended up getting to four stars, and I don't think he was ever in a room with another four star. Yeah, Bart Bart was uh, was oh, pretty highly acclaimed coming yeah. in, but you know, but I think he was only like a three. Well, it, that was just what I was going to bring up. It depends which agency you look at, because there's been times where I always look up the the kid. I'm not a, a huge in depth look at the kids. I don't follow it that closely. But I do look and see when they it bubbles to the surface so that there's a possibility, and you'll see different different. Some will be four, some will be three. Um, but I, I remember Bart Houston had a lot of he had a big arm. Bart had a big arm. Um, but there's never been this, and I don't think we're done. I mean, we're we're getting commitments and things. We're not even playing in the portal yet. We're not finished. And if we, we and I think what hurt Paul is we weren't getting in-state commitments on the offensive line. And I think that really spelled trouble for that that regime. We're going to have to go to the portal and bring in some athletes on the on the front. And and regardless of how this new system works or the air raid offense works, we're going to need to be able to be solid up front. And we're going to need to be able to run the ball. It's the high noon hour on 100.5 ESPN. Jesse Nelson and the Badgers outsider Derek Blakesley in for Alex Strofe today. May you always live like the sun's out, Derek Blakesley. High noon seltzers made with real vodka, real juice, and sparkling water for 100 calories of easy drinking. Take anywhere deliciousness with no sugar added and always gluten-free. You can't go wrong with High Noon. Try all of their 13 different sun-soaked flavors available in Tailgate, Tropical 8-Packs, and Variety 8 or 12-Packs. Find High Noon at your favorite grocery or liquor store today. Must be 21 or older to enjoy. 
We will get to some quick hits coming up next as we get set for the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Hunter Vaughn leads us in quick hits next on the High Noon Hour. You're listening to the High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Join the show on the Old National Bank talk and text line, 844-770-3776. The High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app in Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson of the Badgers outsider, Derek Blakesley, holding things down in the Park Bank ESPN Madison studio. Alex Strofe on assignment, napping, sleeping in potentially. He's a sleep-in guy. Getting ready for the guaranteed rate bowl tonight where he and Brad Nortman and Colin Russo and Hunter Vaughn and Adam Mertz, the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day crew, will be hosting the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day Watch Party on ESPN Madison's social media platforms. Join them on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube tonight live to watch along with the Guaranteed Rate Bowl on ESPN, Wisconsin, and Oklahoma State. Hunter Vaughn is the producer of this show, The High Noon Hour, and let's go ahead and get to some quick hits. Who stood out? Who stunk it up? What, what, what do you mean I stink? You stink. Why don't you go take a shower? Let's go around the league. This is Quick Hits. First down. Normally in this segment, we uh, talk about some football things, or NFL football things. Obviously, we talk about football on a football show. But Makes sense. Good uh, insight, Hunter. Good insight. Yeah, thank you. Uh, normally, though, since, like I said, talk about the NFL, I'm going to tie it into some college football here. Let's Bryce do it. Bryce Young is expected to be the number one overall pick quarterback from Alabama in the draft. But the number one pick is the Houston Texans. So, Derek, if you're Bryce Young, you've got another year of eligibility, you're making NIL money in Alabama, have a chance to probably play for a national title next year at Alabama, do you say, no thank you Texans, and just go back to college and still make money and then hopefully get drafted by a better school next year? Man, that's a great question because it's one of those questions that never even would have come up. You know, it's it's a new era kind of. I think you go into the NFL, and the reason is he's done what he can do at Alabama. But I'm I'm always interested to see what how people pan out. Like you might end up blaming the Texans if he ends up having a cup of coffee and it doesn't go well. But the reality is, at the way college football is now, when you play at Alabama, the windows are huge. You're throwing to guys who are superior athletically to everybody that, that they're playing against. And that's up and down your offensive line to throw. You have big windows, and you have, uh, you're have you usually playing from the front. So I think as, as a player, you got to get into that into the league, um, see what you can do, and fortunes can turn quickly in the NFL, even with, as it goes with the Texans. So I'm guessing he gets out uh, of college football because the injury thing and when what your worth is, I think, still is much different, and it's better to be in the NFL and, and have those resources and, and all that. So I'm saying go to the NFL if you're Bryce Young. Yeah, I don't think there's much question here. I think it's a no-brainer you go to the NFL. And if you don't want to play for the Texans, just go Eli Manning, Philip River style and just say, you can draft me, but I'm not going to show up to practice. I'm not playing for you. If you're really that adamant about not playing for the Houston Texans, uh, there's no guarantee that 
your situation you'd go into next year if you come back than what the situation will be with the Texans. He'll probably be the starter instantly, like Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, if he goes and plays for the Houston Texans next year. They're not going to have Davis Mills start over Bryce Young, the number one pick in the draft, for where that team is right now. You go play for the Texans, you go get your starts, your reps in the NFL, and you hope that you become the face of a franchise and you're the one who helps lead things and turn it around there. Second down. Let's go into just straight college football, and I'm going to have you guys make some predictions for the next three downs. For first, the semifinals on New Year's Eve, 3 p.m. You can see that game and listen to it on ESPN. Number three, TCU. They're taking on number two, Michigan. Jesse, who do you like? Michigan, big. TCU's a Big 12 team. Michigan's a Big 10 team. Michigan's been there. TCU hasn't. Michigan's got a month to prepare for this game. It's been all that's been on their mind except for beating Ohio State since they lost in the semifinal last year to Georgia. Give me Michigan in this game and give me Michigan by double digits beating TCU. I I like TCU in the game. Michigan without Blake Corum and an unproven passing game and big-time football, there's going to be a little more energy. There's going to be some mistakes made on the back end. If this turns into a track meet, Michigan's out. I like TCU. They had a week to prepare without Blake Corum for Ohio State, it's and going they to be ran different. them out of their own building. It's going, to be different. it's going to be different, and the field of that game was also different as a rivalry game. If you can't, if you can't move the ball down the field with a reliable passing game, Michigan hasn't had to do a lot of that all season. You're going to see them have to get an, on a different kind of identity, and this isn't the game to be doing it in. There's a lot of mojo from TCU. This is a, they're not looking to be back. I, I like TCU in the game, I, and I, I did right off the bat. I've, I've stuck with that, and that, that might not be popular, but that's that's what I think is going to happen in that game. Third down. Then after the TCU Michigan game, number four Ohio State, they play number one Georgia. Derek, is Georgia just going to run away with this game? No. I, I, I just – Stroud's really good. And, I, you know, he's a better quarterback in that game. By, and I by, by, by a lot. I, I wish – if the personnel was just a touch different at the wide receiver position uh, for Ohio State. But I, they're just not going to get uh, – his name escapes me. Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah, Smith and Jigba's not uh, yes. playing. If yeah. Smith and Jigba played, I'd call it straight up and say Ohio because they're just they make you make decisions on defense, and you got to be really disciplined and stay home, or they'll kill you up the seam, or they'll kill you coming across your face. And Georgia's just going to run straight at you, and that's that's a little more of a Big Ten flavor, and they might be able to bully some people um, in their conference, but they're not going to do that in the Big Ten. And it's similar to my reasoning from from before, but in the absence of that, and Stroud. So let's be honest. He lost a little bit of mojo here down the stretch. I hope I don't know how what practice has been like for him for the last four weeks, but uh, fun game. I'm really excited to watch it. Georgia by a nose hair. Yeah, I think it's gonna. Uh, I if I had to put money on it, I would put Georgia because I think just the track record of the dominance that they've shown in the last three years against every team not named Alabama has been incredible. Reigning champs, well coached fundamentally sounded just about every position they get the most out of every player on that roster but I really think Ohio State is a sneaky pick here I really think <laughs> they, that just w- w- the way they backed into this tournament I think they could give Georgia a hell of a game I mean Stroud Stroud's really good and I would love to see them. I'd love to see that Michigan Ohio State matchup again because in that in oh, that gosh. situation, I think Ohio State would win. Could you imagine in the same 
12-month span, we get a Duke-North Carolina Final Four matchup in basketball, and then we get an Ohio State-Michigan championship game in college football. I would just love, I mean, I think I speak for all of us, just to not have anybody in the SEC in that final game. And then... Listen to Paul Feinbaum whine, and sing, <laughs> and Greg Sankey would probably try to change some rule, and all the 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 bawling from the Bible Belt down there would just be you you could hear it all the way up here, and it'd be like, well, you know, it's a regional sport trying to expand the game, and now you guys have what what what's interesting in the SEC is they've always paid people, they've always cheated. Well, now it's all out in the open, so they can crack open the wallets, but so can everybody else now. And what's interesting, and you see where people are tipping. On the recruiting, it's not always going those ways that it used to. So, I don't know. I I, I don't know, man. I, I'm pretty excited about the idea of Feinbaum having to cover <laughs> cover the Michigan Ohio State final. Didn't know you were so anti Feinbaum. Derek uh, it, nause- it nauseates me when they when they talk about the sport as if it's all on the level and they're just doing a better job of coaching. They're just doing a better job of developing. It's like no, you just with uh, other other institutions actually have an academic mission. There's we we there's they're actually tied to the school. Hunter, you got one more for us? Fourth down. I do. I want you guys to give your national champion picks for fourth down then. Michigan. Michigan wins it all. Harbaugh gets a chip. Oh man, I I was gonna say You got TCU Georgia in the game. I was gonna say I yeah, I was gonna say Ohio State when I first thought about it, because but then I thought back. It's Georgia. Georgia's really good. Georgia's really good, and I they if they, if they win that first one, I think the national championship they romp. Um, I I don't see that they're going to get. I just don't see them getting clipped. It's Georgia. Those are our picks. Those are your quick hits on the high noon hour on one hundred point five ESPN. In for Alex Strofe, it's Jesse Nelson and the Badgers outsider Derek Blakesley. We'll give you our final thoughts on Wisconsin and Oklahoma State tonight in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. Next on the high noon hour. More football reactions, more High Noon. The High Noon Hour with Alex Strofe continues next on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. The High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app at Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson and Derek Blakesley, the Badgers outsider, in for Alex Strofe today. You can catch Strofe on the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day watch party on ESPN Madison's social platforms tonight. Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube starting at 9 o'clock. Watch the game with Strofe and the entire ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day crew. Brad Nortman, Colin Russo, Hunter Vaughn, Adam Mertz tonight on ESPN Madison's social platforms. Plenty of special guests going to be joined as well. Think of it like the Manning cast, but a... Guaranteed Rate Bowl edition for all of us Badgers fans. Excited about what the future holds for the Wisconsin football program. I'm excited for what the future holds when we're going to be cracking open some high noons after the show here. Make sure you always live like the sun's out. High noon seltzers are made with real vodka, real juice, and sparkling water for 100 calories of easy drinking. Take anywhere deliciousness. No sugar added and always gluten-free. You can't go wrong with high noon. Try all their 13 different sun-soaked flavors available in tailgate, tropical eight packs, and Variety 8 or 12 packs. Find High Noon at your favorite grocery or liquor store today. Must be 21 or older to enjoy. 
The over-under line is set at 45 tonight for the guaranteed rate bull. Derek Blakesley, if you were a betting man, would you take the over or the under on that total? I am totally committed to the idea this is going to be the Braylon Allen game. It's going to be the over. He's going to run for 200 yards and at least three touchdowns because I think that Oklahoma State doesn't have the personnel, and they're going to, not going to, they're not going to give up, but we're going to we're going to be physical, and we have a lot to play for and a lot to improve, um, a lot to impress and a lot to, sh- to prove to the new coach and a lot to try to send the old coach out uh, in a certain way. There's just more capital involved in this game for Wisconsin. But the, I think we'll, see the, we'll definitely see the 30s. It's like a 31-17 kind of game. So if I told you that the line is 4.5, which is what the line is as it's posted right now, Badgers by 4.5, you going to take Wisconsin to cover that number? Bucky Bob Billion. Yeah, and thanks <laughs> very I, much, Chris Orr. They, they, they're gonna they're gonna cover. It, the, the line is that way because they don't think Wisconsin can move the ball. But against a team that's not very inspired, a Big Twelve squad, we will. And once we start playing downhill, I, I it, Braylon Allen's healthy. They, they Vegas don't know the Badgers like 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 we do. A healthy Braylon Allen, uh, a team that's kind of there but kind of not in Oklahoma State, and a, and a front that's used to seeing Big Twelve throw it around. By the second half, we'll start we'll start getting chunks, and it's not going to be like twelve play drives. We're talking seven, eight play drives, touchdowns. And if I set the line at eleven oh seven p.m. for Derek Blakesley to be awake, will you hit the over or the under on that? I'm forty two years old. I fall asleep around eight. Around eleven thirty is when I get up to pee for my first <laughs> pee break of the night. So if I have the if I have the TV on at the at the and I happen to get a lucky lucky break, I probably could reawaken myself to kind of catch the end. Um, but other than that, unless so, I'm going to drink. I'm intentionally going to drink a couple of high noons right before bed because I love them. They become very popular. Does everyone know high noon has become the, the oh, next yes. big thing? My friend love Nick Stata works over there for Frank, and he distributes this product, and it is fantastic stuff. And I'm going to get into that, and, and then my pee break will come in about the time that it's the important part of the game. So I will be awake. <laughs> the pee break. Oh, when you turn 42, you got pee breaks in the night. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> hey, he's going to be in the game tonight. That's great. That's the High Noon Hour on 100.5 ESPN. Thanks to High Noon. Thanks to Derek Blakesley, the Badgers outsider, for stepping in. Thanks to Hunter Vaughn, our producer. Catch me, Jesse Nelson, on the Great Dane Huddle, driven by Metro Kia. 6 o'clock tonight after Scalzo and Brust. Join us at the Hilldale location until 8.30 when we're taking you up to kickoff of the Guaranteed Rate Bowl for Wisconsin and Oklahoma State. Three hours of Rutledge and Hamilton coming up straight ahead on 100.5 ESPN.